If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to another edition of Carnivore Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Jeffrey Sherman, along with Dr. Eric Lopkin. And a lot of the agenda today, we start out with our, um, I'll use the term president, but I use it loosely, Mr. Biden, full set dementia at this point. Um, He basically um, talked about the Republicans wanted to fund the police. Like, how do you even say that? And more importantly, his, his disastrous foreign policy um, that has led to where we are. Yeah, Your he's, comment. He's been talking the, the idea that Republicans want to defund the police almost his entire presidency already. And the simple fact of the matter is there is no truth to it. And what he points to as evidence that the Republicans want to defund the police is that Republicans voted against the the American Rescue Plan. Now, what he doesn't tell you is that there was no money for police in the American Rescue Plan. What there was was a slush fund for municipalities, and if they felt like it, they could use it on their police department, but there was no earmark for the police. This money could just as easily have been Don't gone think that to was obviously study. put in there as a trip guard for him to use because he is not him. But when I say him, the people behind him, knowing how this whole thing was going to unfold, you have that. So now that Mr. Biden can go out and talk about it, it was. The, I don't, like you said, the canary in the coal mine. I, I don't think it was a trip guard. I think it was put in that way so that left-leaning states could use it to bail themselves out and use it for whatever they want without the federal government overseeing it. And that's what we're seeing with a lot of the money from the American Rescue Plan. It's been squandered, it's been wasted, and worse, it's been stolen. Well, let's focus also on when we talk about Biden. We're in a very precarious situation. I'm sorry I like my life, and I get a little concerned with you have uh, Miley Cyrus and Lloyd Austin, basically people that I wouldn't feel comfortable with at Walmart, are now in charge of our geopolitical military strategy. And we have the disastrous foreign policy of the Biden administration. Again, most of the idiots out there would have no idea what's how the two are related, but maybe you can draw some connections. Well, I mean, our disastrous 
of policies were on display when we pulled out of Afghanistan. Yes, and 100%. And also, even, even before that, when, when Biden said in a speech uh, that a minor Russian incursion into Ukraine would be fine, which of course— Actually, let me interject something because you, you nailed it. It was both of them together that—and again, when you have a weak, senile president— who talks nonsense. Obviously, Putin looked at Afghanistan, and he looked at this moron in the last press conference he has done, which is over a year ago, and saying, we're good. Yeah, what's happened is the world knows that Biden is weak, and they also know that our defenses are weak now because Biden does not want to send troops anywhere. And in fact, we've seen report after report that our military is not ready for confrontations because they've been focusing more on identity politics and wokeism than they have been readiness. So now you have Russia knocking one of our drones out of the sky and they've publicly stated, first of all, they've blamed us saying we shouldn't be in the Black Sea. Uh, For those of you keeping score, NATO countries actually have more lands bordering the Black Sea than Russia does. So, yes, we have every right to be there. We were in international waters, so we have every right to be there. But now Russia has knocked one of our drones out of the sky, $35 million drone, and they've publicly stated that they are going to recover that drone, which means, guess what? They're going to start reverse engineering. And a la 10 years ago, when we were on terrestrial radio, that Barack Obama, the icon of liberal, liberal ideology, I think intentionally allowed that to happen. How does that sound with Iran? I don't know. Because no, ha- no one hated Israel more than and all the Jew liberals that loved him to death basically wake up and smell the friggin' coffee. Yeah, Obama was no friend to Israel. He Hated wanted, Israel. He wanted to bring Iran, uh, and I always use this phrase because this is what Obama stated, uh, into the family of nations, which of course... Yes, and it's like bringing Charles Manson into the tea club of L.A. Yes, okay, yeah, that's going to happen, genius. So now we've got Russia um, battling in Ukraine, which, again, would not have happened if we had had a good foreign policy and a strong leader. No, 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 no. Even with Barack, this is how low he's saying. Even with Barack Obama, no stellar star in foreign policy, this would never have happened. And I really believe that. That's no, no. That, that's not true. Because remember, under Obama, it did happen. Russia took over Crimea, and we did nothing. That's, that's actually I stand the, corrected. That's I was trying to be thing. nice, Dr. Lopkin, <laughs> but yes, I'll reframe. It's basically George W. Bush. That was the last time we, and with Trump, we actually had 
someone, even though I'm not a big fan of George W., that the world might actually consider relevant. And it goes into the bigger picture is how did even how did Barack Obama even get to where he was? He was basically a Chicago carpetbagger, and now he's the leader of the free world. That's another discussion. Well, I mean, but what we are now facing years of these horrible military decisions that yes. Trump, Trump. I mean, again, I don't want to see him run again. He needs to no. go away. But Please. in terms of his policy, four Mideast peace treaties, the Abraham Accords, Russia was held at bay. China was held at bay. Now we have Russia in full engagement in Ukraine, taking down our drones. You have China allying themselves with Russia, making peace treaties between Saudi Arabia and Iran. Saudi Arabia used to be Iran's enemy. They used to be on our side. It was, it, yes, it was huge religious divides. They hated each other, and they still do, but they know to save my ass, I better, you know, the, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and that's a fact because they got numbnuts in the White It all relates to numbnuts in the White House. Does it not? That's a fact. Sorry, it does. You know what? I'm going to actually go out on a limb here. Biden was the straw that broke the camel's back. But this is years in the making. It's gutting our military with woke education and not making sure they're prepared. It did not happen under that, Trump. Not no. a big Trump fan. No, no but it happened Biden. under Obama. Numb nuts in the White House. It ha- it happened under Obama, but also. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, th- that I would agree with. Yes. But there was also even going back. Uh, Mark Maron, uh, who's a comedian, if our listeners are not familiar with him, back during the Bush administration, was making comments about. The fact that we always thought that our capabilities were so much more than they were. Uh, and his exact line was he thought the CIA and FBI knew everything. He thought the CIA had, had satellites taking very accurate photos of his prostate. He thought they had that capability. Now we are learning just how unprepared we are. No, 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 and that is something. No, no, Dr. Lopkin, that's something that's worth putting in bold points. I grew up older than you, basically came to, I'll use quasi-maturity in the 70s, and I'll even go back because I teach history that before Vietnam, we won World War II, people thought, these agencies were infallible. America was the genius of the world. And by the way, now fast forwarding to 2023, I wouldn't let him deliver a pizza. Yeah, and that's the problem. With and pepperoni if you, and anchovies. If, you look, if you, you look at it, again, these problems. Again, I, you know, I'd love to say it's it's all Biden's fault, but the fact it's is, not. these these go back to Vietnam. These problems. 
Yeah, no, no. There's certain things about Vietnam, like even, and we're not going to go down a tangent, but I know your father was involved. He was serving in Vietnam, yep. and I feel sorry for every Vietnam veteran out there. You got dissed from a bunch of Harvard and Yale. It's called The Best and the Brightest, and there's a book on that. And basically you had a numbnuts, again, numbnuts minus 45, meaning 45 years, uh, Lyndon Johnson that in the uh, woke liberal intelligentsia is rated still in the top 10 presidents. Are you effing kidding me? He was the one that sowed the seed to America's demise. And basically my point is that their strategy, the best and the brightest, was we're going to kill more of them than they'll kill of us. And he didn't have the brain to say, how does that get his victory? So it started a long time ago is your point. Yeah, it started a long time ago. But what's different now than was different even during the Vietnam era is, you know, Vietnam um, ushered in the age of media covering all this. Vietnam was the first war people actually saw on the television news. But what's different now is there is no fourth estate. The media is squarely, squarely in the pocket of the Democratic Party. You have social media. I mean, we just had the president of Mexico saying he was going to interfere in the American elections by spreading information on social media and through the media about how the Republicans are don't care about Mexico. Well, why should the Republicans care about Mexico? That's not their job. Our elected officials are there to protect us. And one of the things we need to be protected from are the cartels that have taken over Mexico. Yeah, but you no, know, it's a bigger issue, Dr. Lopkin. It's when you went from third in educational achievement to the 25th. Yeah, I'm sorry, you're a smart guy, Dr. Lopkin, you're a smart guy, but I, I I can't, and I don't think you can can name 25 industrialized countries, because I know I cannot. So basically, you went to a populace that's looking at TikTok, hot chicks on video, they don't even know anything. How does that sound? Unlike Vietnam, because you had people that actually had a brain, it's a brainless and you don't think our adversaries are looking at us and going these people are morons and well please I mean, comment that no big... please comment because that is a huge fact america it used is. to be no used to be something in, in terms of intellectually that you would mess with especially in our higher education that is well our higher wrong. education has just gone to hell no, it's gone. Because and you have you morons. Have, you have schools. you have morons that are looking at TikTok videos, and that's where they're getting their information. That is but a fact. You have schools that, instead of actually raising people up and teaching them what they need to know, they're dropping the standards for admission. And now you have a whole bunch of schools. Um, led actually by Yale Law School, who have decided they don't like the way U.S. News and World Report is ranking schools because U.S. News and World Report actually requires 
uh, these schools to educate their students. So they're backing away from these rankings, trying to create their own. And the big problem is that they don't want to teach what the students need to get along in today's world. A hundred percent. And my first job, my real job out of college was with a company called Hubble. And I used to call on Princeton Review in Princeton for electrical products. Who gives a crap? Whatever. The point is that, you know, they were the SATs, PSATs, LSATs, GMATs, all that stuff. And I talked to this young person. I love this. And I please comment, Dr. Lopkin. I said, yeah, I don't think SATs are that important anymore. And he goes, and he's a smart kid. He's no dummy. He goes, no, they're not. They're more, schools are more focused on what kind of person you are. Yeah, Please comment. Uh, you need to comment. Please. They're not teaching what needs to be taught. And we're now seeing this, not just in government, not just in higher education, but Senator, uh, Senator Kennedy said yesterday on the floor of the Senate that Silicon Valley Bank would not, this would not be happening if the management of that bank had known the difference between a banking textbook and an L.L. Bean catalog. So now- Oh, no, they were, no, no, no. That is amazing, Dr. Lofkin. Not only that, but you got people recycled from the 08 debacle in charge of this company. And things that, like, if we talk about education, like, Anyone that's in like some kind of a mediocre MBA program would know diversification, especially when it comes to interest rates and bonds. But I don't get it because obviously the train has left the station. Yeah, this this is. A, and we a, might have a, de- a banking debacle with again with numbnuts in charge. We might. And it is absolutely ridiculous and it should have been avoided. And of course. Hello. You know, Elizabeth Warren has come out saying, well, it's all Trump's fault because they scaled, yeah. they scaled back Dodd-Frank. Now, what Elizabeth Warren doesn't want anybody to know is that Signature Bank, which was the second bank to fail in the past week, they, were, they actively lobbied to have those restrictions scaled back. Their lobbyist, who sits on their board of directors, was Barney Frank. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. That's 100% correct. Barney Frank, yes. Um, Again, and he went into the woodwork after, by the way. It is absolutely ridiculous because you have, and now they're actually looking at the idea that maybe Silicon Valley Bank should never have gotten a bank charter because it's not really a bank. It's actually more of a hedge fund. But this is the Democrats' bank of choice. This This bank was responsible for more donations to the Democratic Party, not just through themselves, but through the venture capitalists that were supporting them, through the companies that they lent money to and who became their customers. And that's a big problem that 
nobody is talking about, the fact that they, their investments were essentially in their own customers. So what happened is the customers started uh, losing investments because there's less fewer investments as interest rates go up, but they didn't cut back spending. So they were burning through cash. All of a sudden, Silicon Valley Bank doesn't have the cash to meet its obligations. Yeah, but they so, also didn't diversify their bond funds. They had they didn't. all of it hooked up into low-interest bonds that were discounted, and they couldn't basically overcome that. That's like – okay, that is but, pretty much like diversification 101. I'm sorry. It's yeah, like, they, hello, these people are idiots. To, they needed to diversify better, but the problem is – and we actually had a fantastic conversation about this on our sister podcast, uh, Raw Naked Truth, with Carnivore alum Chris Calandra, where the basic problem is they put all of their eggs in these 10-year bonds. The problem was they had intended to hold them for 10 years. They didn't expect interest rates to go up. And they I didn't did expect not... the sun to come out. Yeah, You're a professional they, person, they, they a did financial person, and you don't expect interest rates to rise. But again, that's, again, that goes back to what we were saying. These were not professional bankers. If you take a look at the board of directors of Silicon Valley Bank, there is only one person on that board that had any banking experience. The rest of the board is Obama and Clinton donors which is why they got the job. Also, every bank has a risk management officer or in bigger cases, whole department. They did not have a risk management officer for, I think it was over a year, they left the position open. They well, why wouldn't you leave it open? Would you need that? You know you're going to get your ass bailed out. To they did shit. not. Yeah, they did not have a risk management officer, but they made sure to have somebody focused on DEI. Oh, how can you not? And speaking of that, you know, in terms of woke corporatism, which I think is an alliance between people that hate each other but need each other, need each other, is that corporate America basically has given Antifa – not, I'm sorry, Antifa – Black Lives Matter, a group that with any kind of objective lens is completely schlock and corrupt, almost $100 billion, basically a protection fund. you got to donate to them or else guess what? You're going to be on websites. Am I not correct? What's even worse, though, is that – what we know about the Black Lives Matter organization, and it was all over the news, the purchasing of mansions, the, the spending of money on anything except helping black lives. Well, they didn't know whoa, whoa. the leader was basically which he triggered by a W-2 form. Two things that bring no, no. to mind. Was it wasn't the W two form. It was whatever the, form, the tax it was, fund. I don't, yes, I, it know, was it was the form. form. I don't care was, what it is. It was the form that has to be filed with the IRS uh, in lieu of paying taxes. She there was, you go. Tr yeah, she was triggered by triggered it. that and by itself. 
if this was any other nonprofit, any. they would have had their nonprofit status revoked by the IRS. Okay, let me ask you, Dr. Lopkin. I'm about to prepare my taxes, okay? And I usually just owe a little bit, okay, some, you know, a couple grand, whatever. And what if I call, can I just call the IRS? No, help me out. You're a smart guy. So Mr. Sherman can just call the IRS and say, I would like to file, but I'm, I think I'm going to be triggered. They would probably say that's fine, right? <laughs> no, no, would they just, say it's fine? They'd, they'd no problem. Let me, let me give you a real-life situation. I work with a number of nonprofits, one of which I was just called uh, brought back in to rescue. Because what happened is when the nonprofit brought on accountants, there are two different forms that nonprofits can file for their taxes. It's a long form and a short form. Now, when I ran everything for them, I filled out the long form and gave the IRS all the information they needed. When they brought in the new accountants after I stopped working with this nonprofit, the accountants decided the long form wasn't needed. They filed the short form. Now, they still filed, but they filed the wrong form. The nonprofit, because of this, lost their tax-exempt status and then came back to me to fix the problem, which I successfully did. They have their nonprofit status back. That is what should have happened to the Black Lives Matter organization. But the IRS was politicized under the Obama administration to go after conservative groups. Uh, hello, if that was the... Donald Trump, um, conservative lives matter, it would have been not just under scrutiny, it would have been closed down. How does that sound? It would have. Closed yes. down, doors shut, especially after the mansions in California, I think two of them. That, uh, it's amazing. You know something? I, I look at these shows, The Men That Built America, by the way, they're all racist and homophobes, whatever, okay? Um, that's not really the avenue that you want to explore in today's America. You really want to start up basically like Black Lives Matter, transgender matter. Forget about building a car. Am I not correct that those days are pretty much over? Yeah, How could you, why would you want to build a friggin' car when you can start Black Lives Matter and have two amazing vacation homes, you know, and 10 years before you were living in some shithole apartment, why not just do Black Lives Matter? Trans I think the next thing is absolutely transgender lives matter, and that's another you can milk corporations for at least $100 billion. Why not do it? Why would you start like an actual company? Yeah, you know, you mentioned the men that built America, and the History Channel— No, they were racist. They were picked. After, after the, the men that built America, the History Channel put out— an entire group of series, basically the blank that built America. And there is the food that built America, the cars that built America, the engineering that built America. And I highly well, 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 recommend... Engineering is racist, so is math. Yes. Can you stop that, Dr. Lopkin? Yes. Stop it. I, hi I highly recommend 
that people watch all of these series because it puts the lie to what is being said about American history and about businesses in general. These, these people were not the 1% that decided to start companies. These were people who were risking their last $10 on a dream that they were going to be able to build a company and support their families. It is absolutely amazing. And at no time did the government help them. This, this country was built by business people, not by woke morons, not by the government. And we need to regain that gumption. We, we never need... will, and I don't like these people because they were mean, Dr. Locke. They were mean. They weren't inclusionary, they weren't woke, and they were meanie, meanie, meanies, and I don't like them, and I'm going in myself. Okay. I don't know if and, I can get through this uh, podcast because I might go to my safe room. And that's another reason that people need to watch these shows, because the fact is they were diverse. They, they weren't exclusionary. Jack Daniels, the man that created Jack Daniels Whiskey, his business partner and his mentor was a former slave, an African-American. General Foods, the, which became the biggest food company in the country, got that way because of the leadership of a woman. These, this so was what you're saying, Dr. Rodkin, is America's not a hundred, you know, at its core, a racist country. No. God, and then you don't need all these bureaucracies, do you? No. Because at the, at its heart, America is inclusionary, and that's what made America great. Thank you very much. Exactly. We, ha I mean, are there racist people? Of course. There's idiots is everywhere. The, they're right. morons. Is the system racist? No. No. And and quite frankly. Every group at some point in American history has been discriminated against, including Catholics, Italians, Irish. So it's not just women. It's not just African-Americans or Hispanics. And it had nothing to do with the color of skin. Well, you're, you're telling me, Dr. Locken, that people didn't roll out the red carpet for Jews? I, was I wrong? Yeah. You know, I thought they, rolled, they were like and they played hail to the chief. Excuse me. Didn't they? Jews, Am I wrong? Jews are still to this day the victim of more hate crimes than any other group, according to and the increasing, FBI. And especially in woke liberal California. And you Jews need to wake up and smell the coffee. Sorry. And speaking of California, you talk about being exploited and discriminated against. Well, sometimes in life you hit pay dirt. And if this goes through, uh, again, San Francisco, part of a, uh, a state that's in huge financial – has huge financial uh, obstacles ahead of them. Uh, basically, listen to this. Not a bad deal um, that you get $5 million if you're African-American, by the way, in a, in a state that's bankrupt essentially. Um, and also you get almost $100,000 for ever not bad not a bad gig yeah san francisco is trying to pass that 
it's never going to happen, even if it passes. Because with the deficits in California, and even if even if the president decided to bail the state out again, they do not have the money. The economics don't work for this. This is why when Jerry Yang ran for mayor of New York, he never even got past the primaries because his big focus was universal basic income. And he was going to pay every New Yorker a basic salary, whether they worked or not. And everybody looked at it and went, we don't have the money for that. Where's that money coming from? The same thing is going to happen here. Even if they decided to pass this for some strange reason, they don't uh, have the second, money well, you to say follow some strange reason. Some strange reason, I'm sorry, uh, what, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's someone I think is a moron, uh, basically talked about America getting a divorce. I don't know. I, you know, I hold you in the ultimate regard, Dr. Lopkin. And you know, oh, you know, things have a way of work. No, you have a state like California and increasingly like New York that basically has no – is not reflective in any way of basic American values. I mean, that's insanity. Several million and getting paid a hundred grand forever, two hundred and fifty years reparations. It's insane. And you have a governor. Oh my God! If he ever won the presidency, he looked like I'll quote someone else. He looked like someone out of Central Casting. Good-looking guy, blub, but dumber than rock. Yeah, he's yeah, he's he's a media darling because of his looks. A moron. He's a darling to the left because of the programs he's put forward in California. Destroyed take, California. Yes. Take a look at the results of and let's Result, let's, do, do, let's do, do, not forget. Wait a second. Does results really matter in liberal ideology? Not I in, question it. Not in liberal ideology. Results, no, educationally results don't matter. It's all about feeling good and kumbaya and all this crap. And let's not forget that before Gavin Newsom was governor of California and he destroyed the state, he was mayor destroyed. of San Francisco and destroyed, destroyed the city. One well, of the you know, greatest he, cities. He is, he is the Jeff Zucker of politics. Thank he you. Ju he wow, just keeps it, failing it, up. Lock it, lock it, yes. That's fantastic. And right, by the way. Yes. And fails up. You went from governor and you destroyed it. And, and like, just like Zucker. Destroyed something that you could have someone like Keith Richards just puffing butts and drinking Jack Daniels all day at CNN and basically, without doing anything, would have done better than. Yeah, if if Zucker had done nothing when he took over nothing, CNN, just nothing, just hung it, out, it would have it would have done better. If Newsom had done nothing when he took over California, the state would be in better shape. Can you just please answer my question, though? And maybe some of our listeners might be pondering this: 
how do people, because I'm a very introspective person, okay, probably too much. Like when I F up, I own it to almost a bad degree, okay? How do you F up a city like San It's not like Bridgeport, Connecticut. You F up San Francisco and you think, okay, I should be governor. And then you F up California and think I should be president. Is that, that's almost pretty much sociopathic, isn't it? I think it is. It is. But in, in all fairness, I honestly believe that anybody that wants to be president of the United States is at least a little sociopathic. I okay, mean, my only pushback to that say, is – I can do this. No, in the day of when you had real government, those days, that train has really left the station. You had – uh, Eisenhower, I, imagine Eisenhower compared to Barack Obama or numbnuts. Are you kidding me? Eisenhower didn't. Eisenhower didn't need it and didn't want it. He could have had a great life doing lecture circuits. And also, the other thing about Eisenhower and other conservatives that were effective, like Reagan, they're always the dummy. Yeah. Eisenhower's a dummy. He coordinated the friggin' greatest military operation in human history, but he's a moron. Much dumber than numbness. See, but and that right there is the difference. And Eisenhower is actually the best example. Because Eisenhower was the general. He did his part for the country. And then when they came to him and said, We need you to run for president. He looked at it as just another way to serve his country. There you but go. He, it wasn't his career. He was a career military person, not a he career politician. It. Right. Obama basically spent the minimum amount of time in the Senate that he could before jumping into the presidential Minimum race. two years, and he won against right. the, someone that wasn't even there. By the way, I think there's other forces that got him in, but that's a whole nother podcast. Yes, someone that but essentially this is not said somebody- this in terrestrial radio, that if you're 40 years old, uh, I remember I said, yes, and I grew up with my aunts. I said, yes, I'm a community. Oh, Jeff, what have you done with your master's degrees? I'm a community organ. They be- my aunt would say to me, what are you doing? Remember we had the whole thing about the yeah. – you couldn't get a job at the but all of a sudden I don't know how it happened. He's president of the United States. Because and the difference is presidents used to take the position because they thought it was the best way to serve their country. He served and himself. This and this was Democrats as well as Republicans. Teddy Roosevelt, even FDR. Um certainly no, FDR's a good example. He was yes. More than set financially. He didn't need this crap. Not right. at all. These people, what, these people became president because they thought it was the best way to serve their country. Now you have career politicians. And who, not the best and the they're, brightest, by they're the way. Going to, they're trying to be president to push their agenda, no matter what it does to the country. And this is true on both sides. And these are not people who are capable because, as, and I've said this over and over again, 
the best and the brightest are not going into politics. No, and that's a very interesting point because uh, as someone that you know, that is involved in that, we you know I talk about with students that the best and the brightest, and basically, and you know they made huge mistakes. We won't get into that, but Haberstedt wrote a book called The Best and the Brightest. And basically, in 1950, 1960, the best and the brightest really did go into politics. I mean, these people, McNamara made huge mistakes. I get it. He was a Harvard-educated MBA, ran Ford Motor Company. And now I'm scratching my head. You look at some of the appointees in the, uh, in, in the Biden administration. Oh, my. Ah, well, these people and, are... and that's that's also a big part of this is the appointees, because let's go back all the way to World War Two when FDR needed people to run logistics to win World War Two. He didn't go into his political cronies. He brought people in from the private sector. From industry that did no other country could done have done what we did. Even the things of transport. I mean, Kaiser, whatever his name is, knew how to design. With, a, with friggin' Biden, they'd probably have scratched the box, checked the boxes, and have someone like our esteemed vice president, and it would have been maybe a sunfish. Maybe. Right, but – in the past, we had leaders on both sides of the aisle who were the best and the brightest, who mm. brought in the best and the brightest. And we haven't had that for a long time. Honest, Allah, the American decline. On, there you honest, go. Honestly, I think the last president that could really fit that description was George Bush Sr. Agreed, yes. Because even with Reagan's mental decline, I was a lot younger then, but I had faith. It was no big deal because you had amazing people behind him. He was more – he was always kind of the figurehead, but you had amazing – in this government, God forbid. I have no – Austin as our – I mean these people are idiots, idiots. Well, I mean, let's take a look at what's going on within the Democratic Party right now. There is so much hesitancy to back Biden for a second term, and it's got nothing to do with his performance so far or his agenda. Democrats are afraid that he is not in good enough health to survive a second term. And well, they're, they're right. Terif- he's not, he's they're not terrified. through the first term. They're terrified of Kamala Harris getting to the Oval Office. Well, wouldn't you? I am terrified of it. And that's about checking the boxes because she had no right being a DA, probably had no right going to law school. How does that sound? She's a moron. I'm sorry. She's a moron. And she probably smoked a lot. And she shows it every time she opens her mouth. And the best one I love it is she's infatuated with school buses. How does that happen? I my life's really not that complicated, Doctor Lachlan, but I do not go to bed and think about school buses. Do you? No, 
<laughs> there you go. Uh, last thing on the agenda is Aaron Rodgers. He may go to the New York Jets. Your thoughts? Should he just go out into the sunset, or should he go into the debacle of the century, which is the New York Jets? No, no, no. The Rodgers should definitely come to the Jets. If you paid attention to the Jets' record last year, they actually didn't do that badly. They had some struggles, but they were much improved, and Rodgers knows it. Rodgers may just be the impetus for them to actually get into the postseason again. And, and yes, actually, and I believe it or not, admit- Dr. Lopkin, believe it or not, I did that to set you up both because I keep giving and giving. I follow the football and what the Jets need. No, I'm serious. Is a quarter. It could be the way to go when you're 38 years old and maybe even get to the Super Bowl. I'm dead serious. They Very just lack possibly. the quarterback. Their now, quarterback sucks. I will, I will fully admit to being completely biased on this because I was born in New York City in 1969. So as, you know, as a child, it was ingrained. It was the New York it was the world champion New York Mets, and it was the Jets under Joe Namath as quarterback. The idea that the Jets could actually return just thrills me. Oh, by the way, you depress me because you're exactly 10 years younger than me. On that note, get the hell out of here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Another great podcast, Dr. Lobkin. And, of course, you can catch every episode of Carnivore Bites at xvadio.com slash podcast, the Carnivore Radio website, Apple Podcasts app, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, and other platforms that respect freedom of speech. Thank you, Dr. Lopkin. Great show. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 